0: You know, sometimes, you gotta learn to
1: love what's good for you, you know what I mean? Hello and welcome to Charlie Swan's Toxic Turn-Ons. Thank you so much for tuning in. Oh my stars, Victoria, another incest plot? Yes, but this one is different. So, often, fantasy is not a reflection of our real-world desires. I do understand why people blanch at fantasies that involve unhealthy departures and relating, like incest or violence. But we also gain so much from examining their origins. Today, we're talking the queen of gothic, torrid romance, Cassandra Clare, her hallmark character, Jace Herondale, and the way she uses intimate taboos to speak to gaps in real women's desire. It's just a metaphor, you see. And besides, they're not really related. This is a big episode. This is about to go crazy. And I'm excited to do this episode with you I don't know why it makes it feel like more professional that you also have a podcast.
0: So true, this is a collaboration. Yeah. Yeah, we're cross promoting.
1: Yes. (laughs) Um, We're we're talking Cassandra Clare. Oh, we're getting into it. We're getting into the mortal instruments. It's so weird to me how much I know about this
0: and that there are people who know nothing about this and how lucky they are.
1: (laughs) Well, I posted um, a, like a reel and about City of Bones, just like a stupid, you know, like the trending sound, like something stupid that was yeah. not any about anything serious at all. And I had a bunch of what I realized after the fact were probably teenage girls commenting on it. And they were like, oh my god, like, I'm on the third one and um, my goal is to read them all. I was like, your goal? I've read <laughs> i read the entire Cassandra Clare universe three times over, like Your goal. Your goal. And then I was like, wait, are you fourteen? <laughs> and I was like, I think that fourteen year old girls are still discovering the Cassandra Clare universe, like for the first time. This series is
0: 14 year old girl fodder like this is for girls who are 14 years old so true this is not even really a series for people who are like 18 (laughs) like this is a series for people who are 14. well have you read the um the spinoff series okay i started to read the clockwork ones yeah that one's good i read the first two i think yeah And then maybe the third one, like, wasn't out yet or something. Mm -hmm. Or, like, I kind of fell off. And then I never revisited it. And then there's the other series. What is that called? There's
1: a ton of them now. There's Clockwork. Oh, God. And then there's, what's after Clockwork? There's the new one that I'm waiting on her new release. It's called The Last Hours. That one's really good. That one's also, uh, like, goes back in time. I think the thing is that after I finished this series,
0: I was, like, starving for more. I was, like, I want to read, like, her entire universe. And... At the same time, like, this author was getting so annoying on Tumblr, and I was like... Oh, was she? Yes, I was, like, following her on Tumblr, and I was like, I can't deal with this anymore, so then I
1: unfollowed her and stopped reading her books. Isn't that sad? <laughs> I do know that she had some controversy. She was a bit controversial in the fanfic Tumblr world because yeah. City of Bones was developed out of a fan fiction that she wrote about Draco Malfoy.
0: As all things in life are. <laughs> Created out of a fanfic (laughs) about Draco Malfoy. Malfoy.
1: This podcast. Is created out Um. of a
0: fanfiction of Draco Malfoy. Exactly. Created in his image.
1: Literally. So I know that she is a little bit controversial. She's such a strange writer. But you're so right. This series, at least the first one, they don't even, like have sex the main couple until the very last book and it's very like fade to black and it's like, like three sentences yeah, it's, fade to black it's nothing but the, to um, write home about the one the series that takes place in los angeles i think it's called the dark artifices that, yes that's the one that's that, the other one that one's filthy is it? Kind of, yeah. Ooh, <laughs> gee. Okay, interesting. That one's filthy. Um, that one's fun. But the Mortal Instruments, I actually think they sort of came into my sphere when we were a little bit younger than 14. Because 14's like high school age. I yeah. think I was probably like in middle school.
0: I was actually older than 14. I was like <laughs> a junior, I think, in high school when I read them. And I love to become like really engrossed in a fantasy series and this was probably the first series that i had picked up since like i read twilight in middle school and uh-huh. then after that i was you know i needed to read something else so then yeah. i read harry potter mm-hmm. loved both of those and this was like the next series after hunger games i guess that i was like whoa this is so interesting to me and i like i ran through all of the books so fast at that time there was only maybe the three out and yeah. so then I, like, went through, like, all the releases for the whole rest of the series. Ugh.
1: They're bricks, first of all.
0: Oh, my God. But thank God. Like, thank I was always thrilled when they came out, and they were huge. I was like,
1: yes! So I much to get into. I like, calculated it once. Her, like, average word length for a novel is, like, 150,000 words. God, she's such a freak. What is she doing? She's <laughs> insane! <laughs> like, like <laughs> for what these books are,
0: like, not that... Not that they're not good. They actually are quite good. But, like, not
1: enough happens in them to warrant that. Like, that's insane. But that's an average. There are some that I think were like, well over 200,000 words. And I'm like, that is crazy. That's insane. What is the last book called? Heavenly... Heavenly Fire. Heavenly Fire. City of Heavenly Fire. That one is, yeah, That's a doorstop.
0: No, that book is massive.
1: Anyways, I i think that like following her career and following her as like a writer i don't think that she's ever quite written a character like jace and that's what we're kind of here to talk about jace is the backbone of cassandra clare's career okay jace might be the backbone of every dating decision i've made in my whole life
0: jace is the backbone of society
1: <laughs> i
0: think that this character she put crack in this character she did. like what okay <laughs> we have to get into it though because <laughs> Jace whatever his last name is. I mean, are we even going to get it into it? Four I was going to say spoilers ahead. Yeah. I mean, so he is just like the ultimate young adult novel boyfriend.
1: So true. Well, yes, but also I think that that really informs like sort of what you liked about him because a lot of, you know, I re- I read I ripped through anything in the young adult section when I was younger, and, like, I really do think that there are these different tropes, and a lot of times, you know, there are some girls who aren't into the dark. He's dark, he's a little mean, he's very, like, you know, he was based off of Draco Malfoy. Yeah. Um, not all girls are into that. There's definitely, like, the... There's different tropes, and some of them aren't like that, but Jace really is the, the pinnacle of bad boy. If you were into, like, a brooding mean bad boy, he is it. And was that, like, your thing?
0: It's interesting because I think that this did mark a turn in my, like, maturity like when i read like harry potter for example like mm-hmm. i would not have been into like the draco malfoy of it all yeah i would have been into i mean my one like couple that i loved was like harry and Ginny. like they've known each other their whole lives and like mm. you know they grow up like as friends and they like have known each other for years and years and have this trust in each other and right. then they fall in love kind of thing and it's very like wholesome yes it's very wholesome and i loved that i was like and ron and hermione as well yeah. And I was like, that's just, like, so cute to me. And this is not that. This, this is, is not that. And this, like, definitely marked a turn in, like, my interests towards, like, even now. I mean, we're not going to get into a court of thorns and roses, but we sure could.
1: But we sure could.
0: The bad boy image yeah. and, like, that kind of role in the relationship this was what created that this like interest for me. Pandora's box yes.
1: for you. Yes, this was so it. Th- what age do you think you were when you read the books first?
0: I think I read this series when I was, like, 16.
1: Okay, so that's when you, like, really, or I think on average when people really start dating. Like, yeah. actually real-life dating. Well,
0: you would think. I went to musical theater high school, so... Oh, you did? Where'd you go? I went to Regional Center for the Arts. Okay. It's in Connecticut. Um, So
1: I knew a lot of gay people. <laughs> okay, so you weren't dating? <laughs> no, I wasn't dating. <laughs> I don't know. I grew up in theater institutions, acting institutions as well, and they can get pretty... And they did. There was, there was, of course,
0: one straight boy who, I mean, yeah. made the rounds. Yeah. You know, I'll say that. But, um, yeah, I think that there that is part of it. Like, it's also, like, you're now at the point in your life where you actually, like, could see yourself in these positions instead mm-hmm. of, like, thinking more abstractly about, like, a someday kind of thing. When you read something when you're 12 versus when you read it when you're 17. Yeah. You have a different... You know, all of these books are kind of created, like, young adult novels, so that you, like, insert yourself into the main character. Mm -hmm. But that feels a lot different depending on, like, who you are at the time that you're reading it. So, like,
1: you're in a theater school in Connecticut that's pretty dry (laughs) when it comes to a sexual adventure. You pick up Cassandra Clare, and you're like, whoa. She sends me spinning. (laughs) (laughs) cuz Jace is like I mean to anybody who's never read the series like yeah. he's she gasses like every possible thing that I think a teenage girl wants to experience which is he's basically a 22 to 5 year old man. Yeah. He's, you know, he, he the world that they exist in, he has the responsibilities and the freedoms of somebody who is already living on an their, adult. Yeah, yes. living on their own he's very dangerous like being around him is quite dangerous but you know he also has that
0: quality of like he kind of knows it's clary as soon as he sees her sort of thing right and like they have the constant draw to each other like from the very beginning Mm -hmm. and i think i love that too like i Mm -hmm. think that that element of it is being like okay like there's all this other stuff going on with him but like but the draw... Like, it's just mm. it's just there. Like, it just is between them, you know? That's and I think so, that's so romantic.
1: That's so true. From the moment he sees her, it's literally obsessive love at first sight. And I think and what, he plays it cool. Yeah. He plays it cool. Well, he does the whole, like, I'm going to be mean to you so right. I don't fall in love with you thing. Yeah, which rocks like <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> i love that she cassandra Claire, i feel like you know all of these things we're talking about like he's a bad boy and Claire is a good girl mm-hmm. you know the guy the girl he falls in love with the main character she's a good girl
0: you know and so am i right easy to insert <laughs> i was like perfect
1: and uh, he she's very inexperienced he seems much more sexually experienced than she is that's within the first five chapters they start talking about that yeah Which is another thing that, like, I feel like Cassandra Clare takes all these experiences that you have as a young woman, where it's like, you want so badly to touch things that you should not be touching yet, and a lot of times you don't have access to, you know? Like, you want danger, you want sex, you want romance, you want tension, and you just don't really get that, like, and you maybe shouldn't, but you want it. You want it.
0: (laughs) No, you want it. You want it bad. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's so true, and I think that there is, like, you know, a, like, guiding element of this as well, and, like, the trust that she has in Jason being, like, well, he's, like, done all this stuff before. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? That's attractive, too, to, like, a young girl.
1: Yeah, because you don't know anything about sex, and it's, like, all you think about.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and the idea that someone is, like... Okay with that? Yeah,
1: perfect. Perfect. Yeah, no. All of these things you're saying, it's like she really leans into tension, which is a perfect segue for the incestual. <laughs> this is gonna get a little edible. <laughs> I, when
0: you were like, oh, come on the pod and we'll we'll chat about Jace, I'm like, the thing about it is, it's like, what is attractive about this? For the first like three books, well, not the first book, but like yeah. the second and third book, they are. For all intents and purposes,
1: siblings. Yeah. And that is crazy. But it was... It, we. I'm just going to be honest, because it's really... We're not... Nobody, I feel like, has... Maybe they have... I haven't looked on JSTOR or something, but, like, nobody <laughs> has analyzed, like... She keeps this incest plot, and they're not blood related. They weren't raised together. In the end, they the, are. Oh yeah, they they think that they're blood related. No, they do think that, but and, they aren't. And all signs point to that they are blood related yes. by the end of the first book. Yes. It's um, it's the same p- plot as Star Wars for anybody who hasn't read the book. It's, yeah, you know, it's, you know, it's yes, Luke, yes. I am your father. Same idea. Yeah. Um, but she keeps she uses that as a device to maintain the tension. Yes. For. Three books. Which is insane. (laughs) She maintains that for three books. And I swear to God, some of the hottest, like, because it's a fade to black book. You don't get anything explicit. But, like, some of the hottest, like, romantic moments in the book are from that tension of Mm -hmm. we are so into each other, but we are related. But we can't.
0: Yeah. Like, the forbiddenness of it. The
1: forbiddenness. And I gotta
0: say, (laughs) listen, no knocks to Cassandra Clare on this, but like reading the books i was like there's no fucking way they're siblings right i was like you cannot write a book like this like you cannot <laughs> write a book about two people continually making out and saying we're in love with each other Like, when they're brother and sister, I was like, there has got to be some way out of this. Like, it cannot end this
1: way. Like, how wrong? Actually, I did read a series where they were actually related. And they just kept... It was called Blue Bloods. And the way around, like, them being romance, like, romantic and related was that, like... The way that the vampires worked in that universe was not like you just live forever in the same body. Mm -hmm. It was like your consciousness and soul lives forever and transfers from body to body. So in this lifetime and in these bodies, they were brother and sister. But their consciousness has not been related throughout time. Okay. But they were blood-related in that lifetime okay okay but there was still a workaround there was a workaround they tried to justify
0: it being like this is what's going on like i was like she's gonna have to the shoe was gonna have to drop but right like this cannot just end with them being like fuck it we're brother and sister let's get married i was (laughs) like it's gotta end in some other way
1: but it does create like i remember there's this scene It's very infamous. Uh, Everybody who's read the books, like, remembers how much of a sexual awakening this scene was. Do you remember when, like, they're, like, in a field? They're, like, after they have investigated some, like, old abandoned mansion. In City of Glass, yeah. Yeah, and they're in a field and they just had this really dangerous, dramatic encounter and they think this, like, mansion lights on fire or blows up or something and they're, like, escaping in this field and they finally get far enough away and then they just start, like, going at it. And I remember... Good for them. (laughs) I remember being like, jaw on the floor, this is eroticism.
0: No, and there are freaks for that. Like, I will say it. I I was like, you two have got to quit it. Like, I was so into it, like, so horny for this. Like, I was like, these two, like, belong together. And at the same time, I was like, you guys, come on. Like This is not it. Like, you got to figure this shit out before you start doing this. So funny, like,
1: it really is such a roller coaster. it these is books, a, yeah, it's a big roller coaster. but i I still don't fully I think I was a pretty, like troubled youth, mm-hmm. like, and I think that, like the way that manifested, like, I think there's two ways that, like, a desire for danger danger like manifests in a teenage girl. Mm-hmm. It's either like you throw yourself at anything that is going to, you know, fuck your life up or kind of be harmful to you. Give you that thrill. Yeah. Yeah. Or, I don't know, you find a healthy outlet for it, or you just, you don't have access to it, or you go about your day and you forget about it. Yeah. Like, but I just, I, like, can't quite figure out why that is. Like, why do these books work so well? Because they are so, so much conflict, so much... Tr- like tension and trauma and dr- drama, you know that's the thing outside of the like romance of these novels like they are like
0: crazy like They're so there toxic. is so much going on in yeah. them and they are like very much like thrillers in a way. like there's mm-hmm. so much that happens and it's all very dark, you know. Yeah. um I wish I could say I think what like attracted me to that as a teenager. I think it is like kind of what you're saying like, just the the idea that I didn't have, like, any freedom or, like, access like, mm. anything right. like that. You know, like, even, th- there's something in these books where they go to, like, a teen nightclub, which is... I know exactly
1: what you're talking literally about. Literally
0: hysterical. Like, the concept of, like, they're at, it functions exactly like a nightclub, except they don't have alcohol, because <laughs> yeah. they're all teenagers. And I'm like, this is silly, but also, like, what I wouldn't have gave... To, like, Mm. have something like that as a 16, 17-year-old. And, obviously, they, like, are doing drugs or whatever. I like the nightclub. And I'm like, that is, like, so cool. Like, I was like, that is sick. They
1: literally talk about doing ketamine at the nightclub.
0: And, like, even the idea that, like, they all go as, like, their little friend group. Like, they just have, like, such a fun little balanced group Mm -hmm. that I think also just makes the entire series, like, function so well. I
1: think what you said about, like, you have no freedom. And I think that really sort of speaks to, like, how... I don't know. Most suburban. I mean, It sounds like you were in a suburb. Um, Absolutely, a hundred percent. Like most suburban, all teenagers. You know, all teenagers. you You have to. Most of us have to go to school until we're sixteen, and it's like, it feels like a prison. Like, why does something that is like, I liked school. I did for the most part, but mm-hmm. it, it did in many ways feel like a prison to me. And I think that so many teenagers be like, yeah. It my a lot of my upbringing felt like that. I just don't understand. You're so
0: ready for a change by the time you're in yeah. those last years of high school. Like, it has gotten so monotonous mm-hmm. being in school every day. And I think there's, like, so much. And even being around the same people your entire life. And you really just, like, are having that urge for, like, whatever comes next. Yeah. And I think that there's, like, a real expression of that in these books. In these books. Also, another thing I love about these books. Okay, First book, mom is, like, kidnapped. Yeah. Okay. Mom and dad are, like, not in the picture Mm -hmm. in these novels, like, Mm -hmm. barely at all. Like, okay, the Lightwood kids, they have their parents kind of around. But they're always on business. So I'm like, that also was very fun for me as a teenager. It's like, okay, great. Like, they're pretty much just doing whatever the fuck they want. Like, there are no adults involved. Yeah. Every now and then, they, like, need something from an adult, and they, like, go find an adult, and they, like, give it to them. Other than that, they functionally run their their own. own lives. Yeah. That's so cool.
1: Yeah, there's just something so attractive about freedom, I guess, when you're a teenager. And, you know, when you're told that you can't do something, it just makes you violently, aggressively want to do it more. Yes, and And, it's
0: cooler to read about teenagers doing stuff, like, on their own than just reading a book about adults doing stuff on their own. it's like, no, 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 I know adults can do stuff on their own. I want to read about About, a 17-year-old who can do whatever the hell she wants.
1: And you're also like, I don't want to wait 10 years. Seriously,
0: it's like... It gives the, like, fantasy to be, like, okay, this this will happen tomorrow yeah. to you.
1: <laughs> I also think there's probably something to be said about how much your sexuality is repressed when you're mm. a young girl. And, like, romance novels are such an outlet for that for young girls. But, like, maybe it's a, a lot to do with, like, you're just... I went to... I was raised in a Catholic community. So, like, you are not allowed to express sexuality at all. And, like, even if you're not in a religious community, you still don't have a lot of outlets for it. Yeah. Like, the people who... The girls who do have an outlet to express sexuality are usually, like, kind of not treated very well. No.
0: And it's, yeah, it's not seen as, like, a positive thing no. to do. Like, you can do it. Yeah. um, And you can even have a positive experience with it. But, like, right. other people kind of look down on it. Yeah. Especially at that age. And, like, yeah, I think especially in, like, certain communities.
1: Right. It's just such a part of, cult like, culture when you're a young girl. Like, it's so... Pervasive. I think that, like, it makes you want to experience the most crazy, toxic <laughs> shit when it comes to love and romance. And maybe, you know what? Maybe there are girls out there who are like, y'all are fucked up. I did not <laughs> have this experience.
0: Do you know what, Liz, like, to me, the best scene in this series is when, okay, Jace is, like, in the house with Sebastian mm-hmm. and his rune gets cut mm-hmm. and he, like, comes back into himself for, yeah. like, that one night? I remember that. That is, like, peak toxicity. Like, she's, like, living in their house. Jace is, like, under a spell, basically. Like, yeah. he is, like, not acting like himself. He's, like, acting like a drone yeah. for, like, the
1: evil character. He's, like, a c- kind of a more reckless version of himself, actually. Yeah, like, yeah.
0: he's he basically has, like, I don't know what, like, it does. I, like, don't exactly remember. But, yeah, he's, like, completely, like, detached, mm-hmm. sort of, from, like, Clary and, like, everything that's going on. And... he like comes back into himself for like one night and i'm like
1: and that yeah yep i is that the i don't remember which book i think it's the second to last book oh so i have to wait a long time because i'm rereading the series and i think that's the best book yeah i love that book yeah i remember that scene where because there are tension though like she's such a master of tension
0: like they are literally living she has, like, abandoned her family, essentially, yeah. to keep an eye on him in this, like, situation mm-hmm. when he's not himself, and he's, like, doing all these crazy things, and they still do have, like, a relationship. Like, him in this, like, headspace knows that that's, like, Clara, his girlfriend. Like, he knows it, but, like, she can't connect with him in, like, the way that he is. Like, ugh, oh, so torturous. Like, so torturous. Like, she can't say what she needs to, and, like, she can't communicate with him because he's, like, all going back to, like, whatever yeah. his name is. I don't want to, like, spoil too much. But I'm, like this is just so, it's so, so hot then when it finally <laughs> breaks, like when it finally snaps and then they're like able to like actually talk to each other. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh,
1: Yeah, it's, I, that, that book's definitely the hottest one. Yes. And I also remember that book has, because they're also on this like Bonnie and Clyde journey yes. with Sebastian. They're like, basically they also like in Paris and shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's a lot of like, I don't know, that one is a real departure from the world, but it is so really she, fun. They like commit to like basically a life of crime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and all three of them are on this like Bonnie and Clyde, like, treasure hunt to find some magical thing whatever again she's 18 yeah (laughs) she's like 18 (laughs) at this point she's 15 when the books start which i think is a little too young um but yeah a little too young um but i remember there's that scene where they basically go to a demon club they go to like a downworlder club Mm -hmm. and they like do drugs together oh my god yes Oh, I totally forgot about that scene. And that one is, like, I remember also being, like... That's also hot. This is sexuality. No, literally. (laughs) Oh, my God. But that does mimic your feelings so much. Like, you know, you want to experience these things so badly. You feel like you're trapped. You feel like you have no outlet for it. And it's, like, when you finally do get to the point, you do feel like you're going to fucking explode. And I feel like that's why, like, to some extent, like, I don't
0: reread these books as much now. (laughs) As I did, like, I reread them a ton in college. Yeah. And I do still revisit it every now and then, because you know what? Oldie but a goodie. Like, it is good. But sometimes I am, like, it doesn't hold the same, I think, space for me that it Mm. used to. Because, like, it used to represent, like, I think a lot more. Mm. And, like, I also think, like, relating Jace to, like, a real world man. Like, what he represents and, like, how he acts is very attractive in the books, but I think a real person acting like that is actually so ick. And so embarrassing. So embarrassing. Like, he's so cocky, which is like, yes, like, you want to be approached, right? Like, mm-hmm. that's the idea. It's like he is, you know, going for, like, what he wants. He's, like, a very confident person. But yeah. it's like, if someone actually approaches you in a way where, like, they know you'll say yes, yeah. you immediately <laughs> want to reject them because you're like, you don't know fucking anything. Yeah. <laughs> no. Ick. Like, <laughs> I can't take it. So then I'm like, that is also what's interesting about it is like I can kind of suspend disbelief and like read into the book and be like, I'm Clary and like this is hot and like the whole thing is really fun. But it is just like kind of pretend. Like if any, if I met anyone who acted like this, I would be like, please
1: get a million (laughs) miles away from me. That's right? So true. Like, and it's not really realistic. It just is the fantasy. Yeah, that's a trend I've really been finding in these toxic fantasies. This is like, I don't want to experience this in real life. No. Like, I just, at all. yeah, this is fulfilling something in me. Do you think that you, like, you left high school, you got to college, did you, like, have a particularly wild, like, experience when you left?
0: Honestly, no. I mean, I definitely was, like, more wild than like it was you know yeah, in high college, school yeah but I mean I think that like I've had a lot of like the more like I don't know crazy things happen in my life like as I've become an adult mm-hmm. and I think that that is how it should be like yeah. you know I feel like I've been on like a good track of uh you know I've had like a lot of like fun experiences and as you know someone in like my mid-20s which is crazy to think when I was 16 which feels like it was yesterday mm-hmm. i was like that is so far away though you know what i mean like i need that to happen right now no. like i need that to happen in the next few weeks and it's like it really didn't happen for like six seven years mm-hmm. eight years and it's like it felt like nothing though at the end of the day right, i wish i up. could i wish i could say that and be like girl you time is gonna fly like you will get there so quick yeah. it's crazy
1: so You didn't learn your lesson the hard way.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, honestly, I didn't. And, like, I do, I think that part of it is, like, what you said before, like, having a healthy outlet, right? Like, I think that this, like, was an element of that.
1: Right, yeah. Yeah, that's, and also, like, I mean, there's also an element to Jace where it's, like, He's gorgeous. Every explanation about him, if they explain how blonde his hair is one more time... If- which, again, blonde men in real life. <laughs> no. Get away from me. <laughs> but in the book, I'm like, oh my god, golden-haired prince? Literally. He's a golden-haired prince. He's hot and buff and he kills demons and he's the greatest warrior. They're also, Of all time. like, basically soldiers. Like, yeah, which
0: is also crazy.
1: Yeah, even though they're children... Cassandra. <laughs> Cassandra. <laughs> what was that
0: all about? But you,
1: like, it, it, you're just like, yeah. You you do suspend disbelief. You're like, yeah.
0: Totally. And, like, it's so attractive, too, how, like, Clary, at the end of the day, is the hero of these books. Yeah, she is. It really isn't Jace or, mm-hmm. like, anyone else. Like, she pretty much, like, runs shit on her own. But, like, because Jace is, like, greatest warrior like, whatever, it's, like, he's not threatened by that. And, like, he is, like, very helpful and, like, supportive of the yeah. fact that she is, like the god like she's the girl
1: once they're in love he drops the ego totally totally i mean not with anyone else but like yeah but with her again that's so special right she's so special acting different just around her which in real life soft just for her not good that's a red flag in real life if your boyfriend only acts a certain way around he's only nice to you (laughs) not good not good not a good sign but so hot in books like love that that's all of a kotar
0: oh my god i know i was literally just thinking that i was like
1: that's all of a kotar
0: Mean to everyone else.
1: But loves you. But loves you and would
0: do anything for you. And do
1: anything for you. Because, and this is something I've talked about with other people as well on the podcast. It's like you also really just like, as a woman and as a young girl, but even honestly as a woman, like there are very few situations in which you feel like so centered and respected and special and your perspective is what matters and your safety and your care. is what matters like so rarely do you get that i'm not sure that i've ever fully 100% received that totally so like this repeated trope in fantasy and romance where it's like you're just so special and he's super rich or super buff or super powerful and he's showering you in this it's like a lot of times (laughs) 50 shades of gray shit exactly like a lot of times in real life like That's not, that's really not what we're looking for. It's not that we have a fantasy of fucking a really hot buff guy, which would be nice, but, you know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go so far as to say I don't have that fantasy, but. I wouldn't go so far as to say I wouldn't. Yeah, I'm not going to dismiss it, but. But a lot of times that's not what's at the root of the fantasy. What's Mm -mm. at the root of the fantasy is that I am being centered and I am the most important factor in this scenario. Totally. And that is so Clary. Clary is always the center of this book, and and the the I mean, the universe is just I, like I could get all Freudian about like, and I am, and I am doing that. Um, but the universe is beautiful. Yes, the, the imagery in the books is beautiful. It really is. The plots keep you you hooked.
0: It keeps moving. And, like, that is also huge. Like, these books, I mean, they move. What do we say? 150,000 words? Like, I mean, she has things to say, okay? (laughs) And things continue to move on. There's also a lot of real twists Mm -hmm. and, like, genuine, like, character deaths. And, like, things really do happen in the books that also make it, like, very exciting. Mm -hmm. But... At the end of the day, I mean, it is, for me, it is about the romance. And you know what's funny about these books is that they also have a lot of side romances. Like, yeah. there's a couple of characters who have, like, very serious, like, series-long arcs mm-hmm. in relationships. And I honestly don't give a fuck about any of them. Like, <laughs> I, I literally only care about Jason Clary. I'm like, the rest of these, go on. take them or leave them. <laughs>
1: Magnum and a lot of them Alec are, are happy queer. Guys. Are queer relationships, though, she's really good at. True. She was one of the first authors I ever read who did that. Who like committed to the queer relationships and and not just like one. Like she committed to that there was a lot of like, you know, just queer people in the universe. Yes,
0: which I agree that like okay, Magnus and Alex, they have like kind of an interesting thing going on that I'm like okay, I will give it to them. Balance, Simon. I'm like okay, yeah, I don't really not. know, I like, care much about this. I'm okay. like I don't really know what's going on here. Then she introduces like the werewolves and like then they have like their own like trio like yeah, drama. I'm like that. now what is this? I'm like who are they? <laughs> I don't
1: care about the B plot. I'm like yeah, I do
0: not. It's this is like the D plot. I'm like girl, who are these people? I'm like I do not care about this. They're like oh we're like moving in together or whatever. They're having like the most random drama. I'm like what is going on? <laughs> Get back to the original plot. Well it's 150,000 words she has to fill. She's gotta fill some things She's up. Got and there's to like say. Clary's mom has, like, relationship drama. I'm like, yeah. all right, now we're getting into it.
1: I'm like, all right, let's back it up. They keep you hooked. They're exciting. The universe, there's so much tension. It's mm-hmm. beautiful. She. I would love to meet this lady. Maybe if this podcast, you know, really picks up. Cassandra, if
0: you're listening to this, if you got past us at the beginning saying that you're a crazy freak <laughs> and you're still listening, we'd love to have you on. I'd
1: love to have you on. I have such a respect for you as an author.
0: I do have respect for her as an author. I do. This is a great series.
1: This is an amazing, I think she's an amazing writer. I once... If you like
0: fantasy, like romantic fantasy yeah. novels, this is a must read.
1: But it's not, the romance doesn't like only fuel the plot. Like there is no. a lot of other, There the romance is honestly B plot. Like for us, it was A plot. For me, it was
0: the only plot, <laughs> but agreed that it is, like, the B-plot overall of what these series There's is about. There's, like, a big uh, sort of... I wish there was more romance in it. Like, I wish too. that there was more scenes Less between Jason and Clary. Give me... I know. Especially by the end. I'm yeah. like, all right,
1: we've sat through a lot. Well, we have a co-tar for that now. So true. Yeah. Thank God. It's, it's so funny, no, how, though, how, like now it used to be with romance and romantic fantasy there was like really there was that like romance section with the cheesy covers that like everybody made fun of in Mm -hmm. Barnes & Noble and then there was Young Adult which you sort of had to like tuck the filthy parts away but a lot of them did get pretty filthy which a lot of these Cassandra Clare books do at some point they they listen (laughs) I'm all for it
0: the thing is I like did grow up reading like fan fiction as, like, yeah. my main thing that I read. Like, yeah. I didn't read a lot of books in high school. I read, I read fan fiction constantly. Yeah, it's all erotica. I mean, yeah. it's all disgusting. I'm, like, in homeroom <laughs> on my phone. Like, also not even, like, an iPhone. Like, this is, like, an old, like, pre-iPhone, like, Android situation yeah. that, like, flips open but also has a touchscreen. I'm, like, it's so small. I'm, like, squinting my eyes to read, like, Harry Potter. Like, I was obviously, we could get into it. I was obviously a Marauder's era freak yeah. for no reason. So I'm, like, reading, like, James and Lily Potter erotic erotic fan fiction. I'm, like, what is going on?
1: (laughs) Where am I? Indie Sleaze is, like, back. It's so funny that now, like, we're 10 years past, like, when we were just children, teenagers. And now, like, our era of, like, being stupid and young is being romanticized on TikTok. I know. It's honestly sick. I'm, like, (laughs) you guys are twisted for this but all you little girlies out there romanticizing the indie sleaze era that's what it was absolutely your fucking old lg chocolate reading tumblr (laughs) marauders fanfic and homeroom and it slapped every time (laughs) it did slap every time no i do really have a lot of respect for her as an author and i i think that she's actually quite an elegant writer but i do think that like her series is and was kind of the bridge to, we never used to have a Kotars. No. We never used to have public conversations around high fantasy romance. Like, high fantasy romance never really used to be a thing. She was kind of one of the first people to do it. You know, there's, like, Outlander, but Outlander's honestly kind of boring. It's very historical. Agreed. I think that, like, it
0: was also just, like, one of those stars-aligned moments Mm -hmm. where, like, Fifty Shades of Grey, like, did totally change, I feel like, the cultural conversation Twilight, around 50 like Shades of Grey. publicly like reading like smut, smut novels. Yeah. Like, people were just on the subway reading Fifty Shades of Grey. It was like a best selling novel yeah. for a long time. And that made everyone be like, oh, well, BDSM. And like, everyone had like laughs about it. Yeah. But like, genuinely, it did get people being like, okay, this now is I like a whole genre this. that yeah. like people obviously do read. It's a best seller. Like, everyone is reading this. Yeah. And so then I think it became a little bit more like, I'm not going to say normalized, but, like, I think that then when, like, other, like, really great pieces of work, like, ACOTAR is a great example. Like, yeah. ACOTAR is an, an amazing book. Like, it's yeah. very well written. It's in high addition fantasy. to also being smut. Yeah. But, yeah, so it really just, like, came at a great time. And same with Cassandra Clare. I mean, just when she was releasing these novels, it was, like, the cultural time to be, yeah. like, high fantasy smut novel. Like, girl, let's get it. Like, it is your time.
1: It's funny, though, because, like... They're the only outlets before used to be Young Adult and then the Romance, and the Romance, like, it was never high fantasy, it was always sort of low fantasy, more simple. But, like, a Kotar is written for women in their early 20s. Yeah. All of the characters are quite old. Mm-hmm. I would say that the, like, immortal beings, or the fantasy beings, present, like, 35, 40. Truly. Like... <laughs> which is hysterical. They present really old, and... The, How old is Farrah? The main like character believe begins at 20 or 21. Yeah, I think 21. she's 19 or 20, yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, like but she really also is sort of she is emotionally about a 25-year-old, I think, 25 yeah. to late 20s. Um so it's funny. They're never like I feel feel like Cassandra Clare was this bridge to like, you know, old, like full-grown women being able to read high fantasy smut in public. And now she's a, there's this whole genre of it. No, it's so
0: true. I think that like she I mean, she is the gateway drug. Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> if you read, if you read this series, you've read Akatar. Like, do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, this this set the groundwork. Like, this, this the was bridge. the foundation. Absolutely. Um,
1: I <laughs> have you ever read the book *Credence*?
0: <laughs> Wait, no, I haven't. But I started it.
1: You started *Credence*. Yes. I just, it's like, it's there's a huge incest plot. It's they're not blood related, but I think
0: I started it, and then I was like. I can't actually deal with all of this right now. Like I literally, I read like two chapters and I was like, this is actually gonna be way too much for me to
1: like get involved in and then I stopped. This is the f- That's the fucking craziest book I've ever read. Actually, actually the craziest. Maybe I'll
0: revisit it. Do you think I should?
1: I do actually. Okay, maybe I, actually, I will. I think
0: I really At the time I was too overstimulated in my life. I was like, this is not the book I'm
1: looking for. <laughs> hmm, maybe I'll go back to it. It's like, it's definitely problematic. Like it's definitely toxic, but you know this whole podcast is about like time to it, form an opinion. You yeah, know, <laughs> accepting fantasies as they are, not policing desire. Just trying to we're not kink shaming. We're kink asking why. Yeah, we're we're kink
0: critiquing.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's different. And credence is so strange because it really does not follow traditional feminine tropes mm. at all. It's the strangest book I've ever read. Like cuz there's always a catalyst at the beginning. The catalyst for City of Bones is her mom disappears. Of course. You know, there's always something that throws you into the world. The catalyst for this book, this is all in the dust jacket. Yeah. Her parents murder-suicide each other. Love. It reads like the first sort of like montage of midsummer. Yeah. It's so strange and the settings are strange and the weirdest part is it's not poorly written. <laughs> And that's what really throws you for a loop. It's, it's like, now, wait a second. It's kind of profound. Like, she does sort of find a way to tie in the fucked up, like, sort of fantasy tropes into something sort of, like, profound and this, like, growing phase. for That's this beautiful. young. And that's, that's literature. And that's art right there. And that's the episode. And that's the episode. <laughs> Thank you so much for talking in spots with me in public.
0: Next week, we cover House of Dragons.
1: <laughs> I do want to talk to somebody about House of the Dragons. I haven't watched it. Don't. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Charlie Swan's Toxic Turn-Ons. I love and appreciate you for doing so more than I can say. Tune in next week for a very special guest, Ask a Sub's Lena Doon. I sit down with the writer and sex educator to talk about why she loves your Toxic Turn-Ons and why you should too. For extended show notes that include reading, watching, and listening recommendations, as well as a related journal prompt, subscribe to my Substack below.